pause. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, um, it's good to. It feels good to pod on a full stomach, man. Yeah, I feel I'm, like. I mean, nah, I feel like we. I feel like we were doing it the wrong way around before when we were podding first and eating second. You was eating second. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I fucked up. Um, but yeah, now nah, it's good to. Um, it's good to pod on a full stomach. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm more engaged. Food for the brain and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with that said, greetings and salutations once again, everybody. Welcome to episode twenty-three of the Lost Words podcast. I'm Joe. I'm here with Ren, and we are back once again. And this episode may arrive slightly late. I'm going to warn you in advance. So oh, this is the first time I'm hearing this. Yeah, no, I'm just, I just figured like it's kind of late and um, I'm working early in the morning. So, I, nah, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to try and commit to getting it back out on, getting it out on the, on the regular scheduled time of 12 midday Saturday and we will see. But if it's not midday Sunday, I'll guarantee that for you. Oh, whoa, that's a whole new day. Yeah. Well, not, like, not a late afternoon on a Saturday? Nah, yeah. I'm working till like eight o'clock. Alright, fair, fair, I hear that, I hear that. So, like, it's either I bring it out at 8pm and no one's gonna, no one, I mean, people will listen to it in the evening, but, like, it's nice to have it, like, fresh in the afternoon, you know what I'm saying? That's what I feel like is the best time. But, yeah, I'll try to commit to having this out midday tomorrow. If not, I apologise. These kind of, these things take time. You can't rush art. So, that said, we are here, nonetheless. And what's happening, what's, uh, what's shaking? Uh, what have I got up to this week? Um, I've got a new dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got an American pocket bully. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's a lovely, lovely dog. Oh. Saying that my sister's, you know, family dog. That's the family house. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good dog. Friendly? Very, very. Super docile. Oh, that's yeah. good. To go along with the turtle. Tortoises. Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking, which one is it? Tortoise or turtle? Yeah, two tortoises. Yeah. African land snails, cat, all kinds of, it's a zoo over there. Yeah, but all the animals seem like, yeah, they're all all pretty chill. But yeah, it's nice to have a a new dog. So yeah, yeah, congratulations to you. Congratulations to sister. Congratulations to the family, it's a family dog. uh, Yeah, early Christmas present for the the boys. Oh yeah, so yeah, how's how's your nephew dealing with this then? Oh, he loves it, both of them, static. Huh. That's good. They, yeah, they love dogs. Yeah, good shit. Nothing else been happening? Other than that, no, nah, that's like the highlight of the week, man. This week's been... Slow. Yeah, to say the least, man. Weather's been... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing. Right, really, man. There isn't really, like, because everything is still, like, locked down, there isn't really much opportunity for anything to happen, per se. So, like, it's kind of like... If you're not working, you're kind of just at home, working from home or anything. And if you are working, then all you've really got to report on is the fact that you're working. But there isn't really much of an opportunity to have a social life or anything like right right now because you can't really go out. I mean, if I was still, if I was working, working, I would still try to finagle son or another man. I'd be a lot more social. And attending a lot more social events or trying to organise a lot more things once I'm already outside. But yeah. the fact that I'm, I'm just at home. I that hear that. I ain't really set shape nothing up. I hear that. Well, without further ado, let's get into it. I'm. We've gotten to the point now where 
you know, when we were um, when we were back on like episode seven, eight, nine, and ten, like we was in single digits, it was easy to remember what episode got on. But now I actually have to really second guess myself because came a long way. Yeah, and it is like I said already. Like, it's gone. It's flown by quick though. It has. It really. It really has flown by quick. And it is like I said when we're recording um, as frequently frequently as we are, all these things do feel like one long episode. So it's it's, fu- it's funny because sometimes, and I'm not sure if this has happened to you, but people will comment on things that I've said on the pod in previous episodes. And I'm like, when did, when did I say that? It's not that I've forgotten, but they're like, oh yeah, you said this and da 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 And I'm like, no, 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 but I didn't say it like this. I meant it like that. And I'd, have to, I'd actually have to clarify what I meant by, the, by what I said. But it's when people bring up things that I've said on old episodes, I'm thinking, flipping, oh, that was like maybe what, 10, 15 episodes ago. And it was my, it may have only been two or three because... They all just mesh together. But um, I don't know. I'm kind of just really proud of how far we've come. And I'm going to spend this minute saying like, thank you for making this podcast what it is, really. Oh, shucks, man. Are you talking about them? No, it's all about you. Oh, oh. Oh, I appreciate that. I take my praise. <laughs> I, I was going to thank the people. No, naturally, yeah, everyone, like yeah, no, everybody who good. is giving feedback to us and everyone is listening, like thank you guys. You guys are you guys are the battery. But it's um like I've already mentioned, it is it's nice to be able to see like oh yeah, I've got somebody with me that's recording and it's a vibe, isn't it? It's not a thing where it's like this week comes and it's like oh gosh we gotta record again like it's always it's always something that that I look forward to yeah yeah likewise I mean I would be doing this anyway if no one listened to it so. yeah <laughs> I, I look forward to it but it's like the fact that even I, I mean you know you know how it is anyway I can come here without yeah without, exactly without, without recording but the fact that we have this is 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 really nice but um, enough sentiment we're gonna we're gonna jump straight into it so the elephant in the room I think this week is the um the argos commercial that may that um that you may or may not have seen floating around so for everyone who's in the uk that was last that was the last one huh? that last one was the argos advert this is the sainsbury's advert yes that's right yeah yeah, yeah you see that's the thing like because it's just the, we've talked about this we before spoke about the argos we spoke, advert, yeah, yeah we spoke about this before with the argos um, with the argos one but it was actually a sainsbury's advert my bad. That's my fault. Um, so we're not going to spend too much time on this. <laughs> we shop there anyway. <laughs> Where? Sainsbury's. Yeah. But like, because we've spoken about this before, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But it is, you know, kind of... Um, I'm not really... I wouldn't say I'm desensitised to it. It's kind of more that I'm like, uh, you know, here we go again. Like, this is the kind of thing you expect at this time. And a lot of the people that are complaining about it online are obviously people that are hiding behind typically union jacks but they're just basically not showing their, they're not showing their face or they're British not showing they're really. pictures yeah those kind of so people that's like the anime avatars on youtube and stuff and i exactly the same <laughs> exactly the same you know when you used to go to youtube and you'd be like oh if they're an anime avatar you know they're just going to be there to take the piss it's the same thing online with people who've got like union jacks or the, uh, the flag of england in their pictures which is i'm not, i'm not saying it's wrong to be patriotic i don't understand it but i'm not saying it's wrong to do it but I feel like there's a way to do it, and like patriotism is 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 perfectly fine to be proud of where you're from. But yeah, but this is a racial issue. Then right, people, them same at, people is is okay. Not at the expense of the other people. Same country you was from though. Exactly. So maybe not origins, but I was born and raised here. 
there was a um an advert recently released by Sainsbury's. Uh, something to do with I can't remember the name of the advert itself. Something to do with, something to do with gravy, but um, it's got a black family in it. It's a reasonable advert, nothing too outrageous. It's just a standard Christmas advert. And oh, it's called Gravy Song. So it's got like photos and videos of a black family at Christmas, and they're like basically discussing if they're going to be able to go like meet up for Christmas to, um, for Dad's famous gravy. And I saw live firsthand like a lot of people responding to this because um, Twitter is the kind of the big place where you can you know post live news and stuff like that, and people just like react in the moment and stuff. It's a reactionary platform, so that's where people get the most attention. And I'm not going to read out all the comments because I, it's like I said, I don't want to spend too much time on this. But there are a couple comments that stuck out that I thought were really interesting and it was here are some of them one of them said another reason to boycott Sainsbury's um someone said where are the British people what fresh hell is this someone said you may as well rename yourself Blackberries oh my days yeah someone else said this doesn't represent me I don't see myself in this at all I can't relate since Sainsbury's said they don't want white shoppers anymore, I've been going elsewhere and saving myself a fortune, so their attitude actually did me a favour. I'm going to come back to that one. Uh, so the UK is 86% white. I'm going to come back to this one as well, because of, purely because of that statistic. So the UK is 86% white, yet 94% of ads are aimed at BAME, showing either black or mixed face. May I ask what ads represent the majority, or has the ad world crapped its woke pants? Someone else said, good advert, looking forward to seeing the UK version. Someone else said, Christmas in Nigeria. Hey, so these white people are wilding. Right. And here's another one. Well done, Sainsbury's. You've managed to completely alienate the few remaining white customers you still had. Blacks represent 4%. I don't like how, I don't like that. Blacks, I don't like it. I don't like when people say, I don't like people, when people say whites either. But anyways, I digress again. Blacks represent 4% of the population but you've ignored the other 96%. Good call. So, there were, as you can imagine, tons more responses to this. But, let me go back to the first one. The first comment that I was going to address. And it said, since Sainsbury said they don't want white shoppers anymore. Where where did they say that? I don't know. I don't know what part I have, but like... Is is it a message on the side of the gravy? <laughs> right, you see what I'm saying. So <laughs> where, where is it? It's another it's another classic example of people taking things out way out of proportion and just twisting it to suit their narrative. Yeah, you're just making that up completely. But let's take a moment to um actually think about all the commercials that you ever see in this country and think about how often you ever see minority dominated um commercials. Almost never. And Truth be told, I do I do think that it is nice for um, other ethnicities to have the representation in television, but I don't think it's necessarily the most, you know, progressive thing ever. It's just something that we shouldn't necessarily make a song and dance about. In the same way that all these white people that are outraged should not be outraged about it, we as black people shouldn't be like, oh yeah, great, look at this. This is something that we should really we can we can really celebrate. It's just another it's a, it's a commercial at the end of the day. It's not making too much difference to anyone's life. And Yes, I feel like it might be like giving. Um, I don't even watch TV. Younger black people a um, 
inspiration to like get into this kind of thing but i wouldn't necessarily say it's kind of like a, a groundbreaking thing next uh the, the next question the next um comment that i said i was going to comment on was this one right here it says so the uk is 86 percent white yet 94 percent of ads are aimed at b-a-m-e showing either black or mixed face where did the numbers come from that was that's my next question. I think that's the, I think that statistic is horseshit. My man said ninety four percent of ads like he's seen them all. There you go. I don't know where I don't know where this person pulled this statistic from. However, if you are actively acknowledging at a time you're complaining about an advert which is purely black people that the UK is eighty six percent white, where exactly is your problem? <laughs> If black people are going to take over the country, we're not starting with commercials. And we definitely aren't starting with a foundation of like... 4%. Yeah. <laughs> we've got to do a lot better than that if we want to take over anything. So I don't think that the population split for white people is under any kind of threat from any ethnic minority in the slightest. And if you're thinking that black people are waging war upon white people through... Um, through television commercials. I will fucking free. Yeah. The then, world food section and shit like that. If you think you're not safe to go down there. There you go. If you think, if you go into a local Sainsbury's and you suddenly see two world food aisles and it makes you feel a little bit twitchy, then you've got other, you've got bigger problems to worry about. And the final comment was this one right here. It said, blacks represent 4% of the population, but you've ignored the other 96%. Does I feel this, like people like more focus on the people in the advert and what the fucking adverts actually advertising, man. Right there, you go, bang on. You hit the nail on the um, head. You hit the nail on the head. They're not seeing, <laughs> bro. Do, do you remember the fucking old school like Pepsi adverts where I had like Ronaldinho and David Beckham and all kinds of fucking play, like football players in it? Yes. Like, I don't think football players are drinking Pepsi like that. No, no one's complaining. Like it's not, it's not accurate representation. Right. You're not going to be able to do fucking around the world and mad kickups like Ronaldinho if you drink Pepsi. Right. But the advert's about Pepsi. No one's complaining about that. That's another thing. That's see. This is another point I want to make. You don't actually grow wings when you drink Red Bull. Because somebody, somebody else said, and this was probably one of the more outrageous comments. Just wondering whether in their portrayal of a typical typical in air quotes black family the male adult is actually the father of the children quite often it isn't the case all right cool let me entertain this one for a second because if you're now looking at an advert and you're looking at it for maybe cultural relevancy or cultural accuracy then you're going to be watching tv or you rather should be watching tv and shouting down every single thing every single commercial that comes on television because every program everything that is everything that you see on tv tablet any form of media you're gonna have to question it right because m the vast majority of it is staged the vast majority is if it's staged maybe all of these people in that advert they're not even related to each other they might not have They've never even met each other on set there you go so like it's, it's i don't understand why because it's something that's like not their norm or something that they don't want to see that it must be taken as like factual factual like 100 percent factual like it is entirely like you said. They're not looking at the contents of the advert. They're looking at the people in the advert. They're seeing the people in the advert and they think they, they feel threatened because they're not people they can relate to. I saw, I did see a reply that, that the Audi advert is literally a family of carrots. Yeah. 
but there's no there's no backlash about that. Why why is it carrots? Maybe I don't like carrots. Maybe I like to see maybe like potatoes. Right, whites love potatoes. Yeah, they, yeah, but like, see, it's these kind of things. It's like you know, you're you're taking issue with something. I said something white fictional. I know you don't like it, but that's why I said it. It's funny. Something fictional. Yeah. Anyways. I've already spent way too much time talking about this. The 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 overarching story is if you are one of those people that's taken issue with this with this with this commercial because you don't necessarily feel like it's an accurate representation of 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 Britain today or the Britain you want to live in. Go outside. Go out more than that. <laughs> we don't want you listening to this podcast either because Oh no, I don't think they do. Yeah, that's true. You shouldn't be, but if you are, then yeah, please please stop. The, you're not the kind of the kind of audience that we want and if you feel like you know these people please check them as well because i don't like i, I would like to know what, what how what goes through their head on a day-to-day basis that you're just filled with that much rage that you must comment on a on a fictional commercial makes no sense makes no sense anyways that's my two cents on the situation I've, I've spoken about it for like what 10 minutes that was much much longer than i planned on giving this time to because we've already spoken about this as the argos thing and it is something that i can almost guarantee will happen again in the not too distant future with some other some other company 40 years done probably probably i i, I sort of think it's um i i do sort of see that in a way that it is a lot of companies sort of pandering towards um pandering towards the black community or pandering towards other ethnic minorities in a way. But I don't think Sainsbury's have gone out of their way to be like, we need more black people shopping in our stores. Let's make a black advert. So these like a black themed advert. So black people come to our stores. They're not thinking that. No, I don't think so. Either. They're not thinking that. Whew. Right. So anyway, there was another thing that I wanted to, that, that came up today that I wanted to talk about actually. And I know you probably didn't read about it because I haven't read about it too much and it's, it's something to do with politics and it isn't really anything that we particularly care about generally day to day. I don't read too good. <laughs> Stop saying that. You make you you, you, you make yourself sound illiterate. And no, you, I'm not. I'm yeah. not. But I, my reading isn't, isn't my strong suit. Okay, you're not Shakespeare, but you can read. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got nice handwriting too. Yeah, see? Spelling's trash, though. <laughs> That's not... Yeah, as long as people know what you mean, it's all good. All words are made up anyway. So, Boris Johnson came out in, su- in support of the Home Secretary, Priti Patel. Now, I'm going to try and talk about this as unbiased as possible because I hate that woman. But what I was about to say, is that, is that a male or female? Not that it really makes a difference in terms of their position, but if you're a guy and your name's pretty, that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, I can't really judge. My name's Rene. Yeah, but that's that's not. I mean, it's unisex, but some people like to say like Rene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they like to say it, but they just can't pronounce it. It's whatever. It's not difficult. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked here. Yo, yo, sorry. <laughs> He's getting um, Boris Johnson came out in support of the Home Secretary. Now, this was uh, this was particularly interesting to me because. Pretty Patel has been accused of... Um, of that sounds of, like a rap in it. That sounds like a stage name. So bad, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. It does, isn't it? She's been accused of bullying in the past. And um, I think she was under some sort of... She was, there was like an inquiry into, um, into bullying her in her department. And it was discovered that... Ah, she's not pretty, man. She broke, um, she broke ministerial code. Pretty uh, with her eye. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that means. No, I don't either. 
But you know, she said some shit. She knew she wouldn't meant. She wasn't meant to say. Yeah. So she's she's done a bad essentially. It says here, uh, broken the code governing ministers' behavior. And the the prime minister, like basically somebody, um, a standards chief. So like a um, a government advisor to Boris Johnson. So like his advisor to, on the ministerial code found that Priti Patel had broken um, government, broken the code governing governing um, ministers' behaviour. And then the prime minister basically came out and was like, "Nah, I reject it." Oh, I swear she just let it slide. Yeah, he said he has full confidence in her. Okay. As as his advisor, you probably take that as a slap in the face, though. Ain't like, why am I here? Yeah, he quit. Okay. Yeah. All right. He quit, but um, a, a, a lot of people are kind of like up in arms because typically, whenever ministers are found to have broken ministerial code, they they usually resign. And, um, and that salary looking right this day and age, you say? Yeah, she's yeah, staying put. She's, she's never gonna resign. She's horrible. She's a horrible lady. But um, I I just knew this wasn't gonna happen, and I I feel like it's. It's, it's a bit tough to be working underneath somebody like her because, you know, she's the Home Secretary. She's very powerful. Her government is in power. She's got the Prime Minister backing her. So if you are that kind of, if you are one of those people that's been bullied by her, how do you really, like, how do you navigate around this? I was going to say something, but something, you might get indicted, man. Don't do what I was going to, what I was thinking. But, I mean, yeah, so if there's a lot of power and status behind her, you got to play the game to change the game. You have to acquire what she has. You have to get the level of backing and status. Uh, You're probably going to get roadblocked on the way, but yeah, I was it's gonna a say, dirty game. I don't know how that would work in government. <laughs> that's why neither of us are there. Nah, we're not there because we're black. Touche. But let's say... At least we know we're accepting the Sainsbury's. That's true. <laughs> let's bring it. Let's bring it closer to home. Have you ever had to deal with an incidence of bullying in the workplace? And I'm saying, when I ask you this question, I'm not saying it necessarily has to relate to somebody bullying you or you being bullied. But have you ever seen instances where other people, like colleagues, have been bullied by people that are maybe higher up or something like that? Yeah. Not how, me, never me, but... Yeah. How, like, how have, the, have those people ever come to you and asked you about what they should do or have, have approached you about this kind of thing? No. Did you ever intervene? No. Why not? Um, it's not my business, not my place. I might not have a relationship with a person. May not particularly like them either. <laughs> um, I hear that. Like I might not like either parties, but because like I've worked in several corporate buildings, so they have their own departments and things that they do. Yeah. Okay. I hear you that. Know? I hear that. I mean, obviously, being in the field that I work in. Training people, you do, people do like mention like personal things to you and open up to you. And but in terms of work, being bullied at work, nah, that's never really come up. You get the odd, oh, I hate my manager, they're making me do this. But you're going to do it because if you cared that much, you wouldn't be here, innit? Yeah. And that's why I stand, that's why I feel it can never happen to me. Yeah. Because if, if I can't do nothing about it, I'm going to... And there's not, there's never going to be a situation where I can't never do nothing about it. I'm always going to do something about it, even if it results in me losing that job. Like, you're not going to punk me. 
I may not come out better for the situation, but I'm going to make you know that you can't, like, treat me the I'm way no I don't want to be bitch. treated, innit? Basically, yeah. innit? Yeah, yeah. So what advice would you give to somebody, like, that was, I mean, I know it's not something you've had to ever, like, deal with directly, but what advice would you give to somebody who you think is being bullied in the workplace? Let's say, for example, that person feels like there isn't anyone that they can talk to higher up because that person who's bullying them has the higher ups in their pocket. Um, I couldn't give that advice because, like I said, it may lead in a termination of your employment and I don't know their situation. They may have family to take care of and whatnot. So I wouldn't want my advice to then... Okay, diplomatic advice. Uh, I mean, like the only thing you can do is go to HR, right? I think that's how people handle things. I've never had to do it, so I don't really know. I would be the worst at giving advice to a situation I've never experienced. I, yeah, I would just be coming fair. off like hypothetical. That's like asking me how to fish, how to swim. I can't swim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, laugh. That's a, some, that's a disability. I mean, I guess with me, uh, if, if, if I saw somebody within my workplace that was being bullied, oh. Uh, I'm in the same position as you in the sense that if I ever saw it it, dep- it entirely does depend on my relationship with the person which to a degree I think is a little bit sad but no actually no hold on hold on because if it's a person that I have no necessary like a relate, I don't have a relationship with I'll probably jump in okay and I'll be that person that's in their corner if it's somebody I actively don't like yeah I'm about to say because if you don't know them you don't dislike them either kind of yeah, thing yeah yeah if I don't know them and I don't dislike them then I'll probably I'll jump in and help in their corner if it's someone I actually actively dislike I'll probably take some sick enjoyment out of watching it happen that's, but, that's a bit different that, yeah that, you've probably changed that but I'm I'm not here to judge you thanks man that's not what we do here at the Lost Words Podcast thank you but with it with with somebody who's like maybe I don't know a little, a little bit timid or something like that I would actively say to them i would i would try and help them find their voice because ultimately you I, it's it's not fair for someone to be bullied out of their job and it isn't fair for someone to feel like they're being bullied out of their job and it's not fair for somebody to walk away from a situation because they don't feel like it's going to get better so no it's not within the workplace that is but i guess my advice to somebody who is necess- who feels like they're being bullied or mistreated at work is, like you said, take it to HR. But I would also say to confront the person, to, uh, yeah, confront that, the person directly. Uh, you have to do it yourself, man. You have to confront yeah, the person. You have to. You have right? to confront them yourself. You have to just let them know who you are as a person. But then, you can't yeah, stand for yeah. That. But a lot of people, like people, workplace bullies, will usually prey on people that don't have a voice, which is why I say, like you've got to understand that you are not going to be fired for challenging authority within the workplace. You are not going to be fired for challenging the higher ups or the channel or challenging your management, especially you might, you might, nah, no, man. you can, then you should, then you should take it to court. Again, this all goes back to how high up and powerful they are. Like if, if you're in a, in a certain building and they got their, if their money that long, you're not going to, Courts are a waste of time as well. You're not gonna win in court. Nah, like it all just de- it really does depend against the enemy you're going against. Yeah, okay. You're not gonna you, win every battle. You, like, yeah, you if do, they're that powerful. You do have to pick your battles, but I can't yeah. think of a situation where you're in a you're in like a you're in a workplace and one that one person has got that much power to literally just like terminate your employment just because you challenge them. These things have to go through hoops. Now, what it if costs, you're 
Bill Gates and what if what, what if you're arguing with Bill Gates and you're the part-time barista at the coffee stand outside the building? You go to the union. You're gonna lose. That's a that's a wild hypothetical, but that is like a that's a ten o matchup. But then, the, but then you have to think about it. your alternative is to just stay in your job unhappy. You can't do that. No, no, you can't do that. But that's why my advice would be bad, and it may cost you your employment. But then <laughs> I'm dashing a hot coffee on this. Get the fuck! What the fuck you mean? Yeah, but okay, that's not going to keep you your job. No, no, but you've at that point. At that point, you've lost the job, though. I'm challenging authority at any given point. If I feel ever so slightly inconvenient, yeah. So you might as well go the whole like. Might as well take it there. Nah, 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 nah. Like if I that's that's what I was gonna say. Like if I if I challenge authority, right? Yeah. And something changes, then great. I've achieved my I've achieved my objective. If I challenge authority and nothing changes after that point, I'm going to document every single time you inconvenience me no matter how slight it is yeah right i will build up a portfolio and i will take that to the highest person necessary and say i have had a conversation with this person on this date since then i have had however many x amount of times where this person has repeatedly gone against my express wishes i understand you're trying to fight a good fight but it doesn't really work like that in like court it's no, not in court. This is I'm talking about in inside the workplace. Okay. This is happening entirely inside the workplace. If I have one manager that is just being a dick for the sake of no like just for the sake of it, I'm not saying I want to take you down, but I am saying and I am going to let you know that I am not going to come here while you pay me X amount of money for every hour of my life and go home with me feeling miserable and you feeling like you've just had the best day of your life or you've just had like a regular regular day i'm not gonna allow that no i, I wouldn't expect you to so you, i will challenge it no, i'll no, challenge no, no, it no, you i'm challenge saying you face. should and i'm not saying there's bad matchups though isn't it? that's true it's only then after if i take that if i take my grievance further and then nothing happens then i will know I cannot prosper where i'm being planted yeah, yeah at that point you have to you yeah, have, you to, have like, to be you have to bounce yeah, yeah you do because at the end of the day, I can't think of a single job on the planet where you are not replaceable. You, like, your job will never, ever love you back. And I, I can't stress this enough. You might have your dream job, but your job will never love you back. If you die tomorrow, they will replace you. They will probably even replace you with someone that looks like you. And there will be people in your workplace that may not even notice that you're gone. Yeah, it happens. So as long as you are there, you are sure as hell make sure you do whatever you can to keep yourself happy. When I know a job's here, it's gonna sound mad. And again, I don't. This isn't me telling everyone to just rise up and quit their job, yeah. Mm. But do you really believe your time is worth what they pay you per hour? <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's really funny you should mention this. I saw a post about this the other day, and it made me feel. It made me feel mad as hell. I'm not gonna speak about my current job. Okay. Right. You don't but have to give numbers on how much you get paid. Even I'm not asking that. No, nah, that's why. I, that's why I'm going to talk about my previous job, which is fine because I can. I can talk about that. And it was like you know, it's, it's kind of a regular wage, isn't it? But okay. like I was back when I was working in Tesco, and I was getting what like eight fifty an hour. 
Yeah. All those eons ago, back in my teen years, I was getting but eight I, pound fifty. At an the hour. time, that eight fifty an hour was 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 good shit though. It, yeah, it wasn't bad. Because yeah, people was getting like five seventy five in it. Yeah, in a supermarket, yeah. 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 But like, like minimum wage was dumb. It was like yeah, it's like that five something. When you think about it, like you you can't think about it like this because it will just drive you mad. But when you think about it, literally you're saying someone is saying to you, For one hour of your day, I'm gonna give you eight pounds. That that's even if you wanna triple that number. Like that's like what? An hour of my time is only worth that. Eight. Listen, when I thought and, when I thought about it like that, that's a great that's a great like number by works. You know, hourly rate. Yeah, 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 by works. You know I'm saying, but but I, when you think about it like that, it's like for one hour of your time, I'm gonna give you eight pound fifty. And you're gonna have to do mad shit in that hour. Like yeah, the tasks that you have to do as well. Yeah, you got to do. You know, just yeah. I you're thought, not at home enjoying your life. You're having to do an hour of conditions exactly conditions to get this i i don't think there's any job that anyone listening either of us have done or doing that is like your time is way worth more than that man i'm telling you man every listener your hour is worth more than whatever you're getting paid now man we're gonna start an uprising in it i know it feels like that like a revolution <laughs> in it yeah. yeah shut us down man look if 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 you can't find the the podcast on any platforms after this week man <laughs> they did it they to got us, us man. they got they us got, yeah, they got yeah. us man. i'm okay i'm in good health if you see anything i've gone missing or i, I suddenly fell ill or or they're trying to smear campaign us it's not true <laughs> it's not true at all we're here for you but i don't believe anybody is working like Des- is getting what they deserve. Nah, it's a, it's a, it's a good point because when I when it's I saw nasty, that, it's nasty. I, was, I clenched my jaw, man. I clenched it's my nasty. jaw. But that's why it goes back to the point I was saying before. It's very important that wherever you are working, that you're at, le- at the very least, you have to be content. If you can't be happy, then at the very least, be content because there is not much point in you going to work and earning your little ten pound an hour. They're literally giving you one ten pound note for every hour that you work. And you come home and you're pissed off or you're upset, or you're crying, you're in tears, you, you're having to take medication. It's not worth it. But it's like, you're, imagine that you're working for that £10 an hour for 40 hours a week, yeah? Yeah. And then 80% of that is just to cover the place that you're staying in. Yeah. That you don't even own. Like, how is it fair? Like, there's no, honestly, man. Nah, no the, one's being paid what they should be, man. No, nah, 100%. I mean, there's little, I can, unfortunately, there's little I can do about it, but, but talk about it, but... Just know you're worth more than that, man. If no one's told you that you're worth more, I'm telling you now. Nah, it makes you think. It makes you think. It really does make you think. But yeah, all of us, like, we're all worth more than the job that we're in. So don't let don't let whatever candy coated bullshit your employer gives you distract you from the point that you are at the end of the day just another number. They might they might tell you that you are one of the most valuable employees the company's ever seen. But that ultimately employee number on your payslip. Yes, that yeah, you are literally the number on your place payslip, and you can be dismissed as 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 quickly as you are hired, even quicker than you were hired. Quicker. Anyways, we're not like uh, we're not here to dox anyone's employees, so let's not let's not (laughs) let's not get too deep into that. When um we were speaking about bullying in the workplace, another thing that came out a couple days ago about the government. Um, government-backed projects that were tackling bullying of LGBT pupils in this country have had their funding pulled. And I think they said that it was always going to get pulled sooner or later. And it made me think about, like, when I read the title of the article, it made me think about, like, a whole overarching situation about our time in school and stuff like that. And we never really had, like, 
any education on like LGBT or anything like that in school. It's only really, it's only been more in the past 10 to 15, 10 or so years or so that's been that kind of a thing to educate people on LGBT and okay, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But what I did think about was because the article touched on how like there are children in school right now that are growing up with either, they've already come out to their parents or whatever, or they're struggling with their sexuality and they're being targeted with like homophobic insults and stuff like that in school. And it made me think about when we were in school and a lot of homophobic insults and stuff used to just get slung around. Yeah, it it, it got to the point and uh, even I think about it, it sounds so stupid. Like you would like dismiss something by saying, oh, that's gay. Yeah. Stop being gay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, we we all did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, no, we all did it. Like yeah, back yeah, then we course. all did it because it, was, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a thing that we we had any education on. Like it was, it's, it's, it's sort of even the same thing as back with the half casting that, that I spoke about last week. It was just one of those things we didn't know. It wasn't even that we didn't know it was offensive because we said it to offend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we didn't say it with like, there wasn't any malice towards like... No, no, no. We're too young to understand. Though. Right. We're too young yeah, to understand. No. So it doesn't make it right, but I'm not saying no, that. It but doesn't. Yeah, we, were, we were too young to understand. It doesn't. But then what What also made me... Was, it was kind of interesting was the fact that this article talked about a, like a kid, kids in school going through like their own struggles with their sexuality and stuff. And we never really had anybody in our school that was like struggling with their sexuality or or even came out. And I, my, I guess my question is, do you think that that's because of how they would have been treated? Yeah. Our school was a jungle, man. Hmm. If you was, um, again, I'm not proud to say it doesn't make it right, but if you was different, you was a target. It was brutal. Yeah, it was. I feel like because we lived through like a a, a, a bad time, in school, it kind of did make us better people because we can kind of we, now we can look we look back on it and it's, look back on it and we can yeah absolutely we feel that we feel the shame and stuff but yeah what's the what's the uh, empathy yes yeah we did become empathetic people and a lot of people maybe they didn't grow out of that but I mean at least with us I mean oh gosh it probably wasn't even until I started working so maybe when I was like seventeen that I was actually around um openly gay people okay and when i found out that one of my colleagues was openly gay i realized i just didn't care but i think it was at that point that i started to feel regret for all the times when i was like haha that's gay or hi you're so gay back in school because i was like i'm it's like you said i'm attacking him because he's different yeah but i'm using a slur which I think is funny. The person receiving it is gonna is gonna feel is offensive because being gay is not cool. But I'm not necessarily thinking about the impact it has on somebody who is gay. Yeah, no, of course it wasn't. Except we're too young to grasp it. Yeah. So with the benefit of hindsight, it's kind of like it's weird to look back on, but like now I'm hearing about how the government pulled the funding and stuff like that. It just makes me think that 
I mean, I don't know what school is like nowadays. I, I can't imagine it's anything anywhere near as bad as it was back when we were in school because I feel like there's like a lot more um, emphasis on social uh, social interaction and social education in general. But I'm wondering now if that, if now that the government has pulled funding on this kind of thing, is it going to create an environment where people not necessarily feel like empowered to use um homophobic insults as as general slurs but it's going to become a thing where now because the educational system isn't really focusing on it people can just kind of like you know no i don't think so because i think just the, the overall mentality of children now is just too different to what it was back when we was children i'm glad you said that i don't agree with like pulling funding of course um mm. but i don't think that just because that it's no longer being taught that it's like yes yeah, the green light we can say it, we can treat these like the kids ain't like yeah we're gonna treat them different now because we're not learning about it so it's okay i'm gonna act like i forgot what we learned i don't think that's gonna happen okay i'm glad that you said that it all just got it all goes back to ego it's like you're trying to make someone feel away by insulting them what does that do for you like it's not gonna make them change who they are at the end of it so what do you get out of it do you just get to go home and lay down and be like yeah i told them uh yeah they're really gonna change now yeah i mean it is like you say like people will just do it for the laughs innit? it gosh how we've changed yeah not fully yeah well um on that note, there were there was something else that we wanted to talk about on the subject of like young children, but there was a nurse. I told you they might be coming for us, man. <laughs> Whatever we said, we're okay. You're worth more than we get paid. But yeah, this nurse. Yes, this nurse. Uh, what was her name? Lucy. This is an ill topic, man. Yeah, it's it's actually it's actually horrible. horrible. Like when I read about it, I was like, damn, this is this is disgusting. So a thirty year old nurse is due in court, not gonna not gonna name her, but like she's due in court to face eight counts of um, eight charges of murder and ten of attempted murder. Um, Pack her up, man. She's pack her bags, get her the fuck out of here. What I mean, it's bad enough that if you're a nurse and like eight people die on your watch. But what's particularly distressing about this story is the fact that this nurse is charged with eight counts of murder following an investigation into baby deaths. Nah, pack her up. So she was arrested for a third time very recently as part of an investigation into the hospital which started in 2017. So this has been ongoing for a good few years. Uh, she's been arrested in 2018 and 2019 and now 2020. And this lady is sick. The crazy thing about that is a lot of the people that work with her are quite surprised that she's been arrested for this, which means... Well, every year. Yeah. Which get means, more and more surprised. Right, you see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> which either means they are A, complicit or B, woefully ignorant. Or there's a very high turnover. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's, I, I think that's probably less likely. But 
I feel I feel like this is nasty. This is disgusting. I have no words for this. This this lady needs to be put to sleep. If I'm if I'm a nurse and a baby dies on my watch, I'm gonna be probably traumatized enough. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't go back to that job. Yeah. So the fact that seven more children have died and she has been linked to these deaths. I'm just, I'm just call it, but she murdering babies. Right. It's it it, it it. I can't see any logical explanation as to how as to how it can't be any more black she, and white. She's than what we said. Mur- she's murdering babies or the doctor. The hospital that she works need to get rid of her because you're not good at you. You cannot do your job. Right. And it's I'm, not like if you don't do your job, the fucking bread isn't going to sell. It's not a bakery fam. This is people's lives. If you don't do your job, people are dying. Yeah. So that was, I mean, I read it and I was just horrified because, I mean, death in itself is 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 is, is horrible and difficult to deal with as it is. But infant death is, is something. It's something else Parents entirely. Parents are coming like, to you putting their ch- children's life in your hands. Yeah, like, yeah. Look how much people. Look how much adults have to bury their children. Their children are dying before them. Right. People pe- that parents shouldn't have to bury their kids. Never. Man. They should never ever have to bury their kids. And it's like it's like you said, like eight children is, is more than too many children to be dying in 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 any particular period of time. But over a period of three years, in a job where you're meant to be a medical professional, that's asinine, man. That's actually crazy. You can't like. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna be dismissed from your job, you have to walk away. How can you live with that guilt? She gotta be dismissed immediately. Like, I don't know why her employers are not getting more pressure put on them as well. Yeah, well, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep a close eye on this because we're, we're gonna revisit this in uh, in a future podcast where hopefully we'll have good news. Obviously, the um, the parents of the children, the deceased children, are not gonna have justice served. Because they've had like some of these parents are gonna have the you know they could have their like their, uh, there's not nothing can compare like there's no, yeah, no there's nothing that can save this can, yeah there's no but, even if the right thing gets done there's no way that that, that measures up to what they've had to they have to go through yeah you know, prayers and condolences to them so, prayers well. and condolences indeed like this is a horrible thing to happen to anybody it's a horrible thing to lose anyone but much less a newborn so praying for a hopeful outcome of this court case but we just gotta wait and see how that goes on a slightly more cheery note yesterday was international men's day how, how, how did you spend it shout outs to us um I, I didn't actually find out it was international men's day until like six forty-five p.m <laughs> <laughs> roughly and it was only because I was like I was online I was like oh shit it's International Men's Day when's that and I was like oh it's today so I don't I don't know what International Men's Day um, is a celebration of or how it came about and I didn't look but actually nah here's a good here's a good um, a good description it says here International Men's Day is an opportunity for people everywhere of goodwill to appreciate and celebrate the men in their lives and the contribution they make to society for the greater good of all. And that's from the website, that's taken from the website, internationalmensday.com. I felt like that website was made yesterday. <laughs> yeah, made. I've never, I've never <laughs> heard of it. Made and published like, yesterday. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of people were um, celebrating. Now, like, thanks for that though. Male, male figures in their lives, uh, fathers, brothers, uncles, cousins, you name it 
So that's that's kind of nice, you know. Just celebrate. It's a it's a good way to just kind of like shout out the um. Just shout out the Brodies, man. Yeah, the shout men, out the fellas, the men in your life that are like and the man them. Yeah, that, that impact you and stuff like that. And I think this has come off the back of anti-bullying week, which is kind of funny when I talk when we think about the topics we just spoke about. But I think it was anti-bullying week last week or something like that. And a lot of people that were speaking about International Men's Day were talking about how there isn't anything like a, a guidebook that young children have to follow in order to grow up and become a man. And we should stop using terms like man up and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay, this is this is all good and positive and stuff like that. So yeah, International Men's Day, November the 19th, every year. And yes, there is an International Women's Day, but it's not today. So we're not going to talk about it. Shout out to all the women though. Yeah, yeah. Shout Always. out to all, Yeah. International Women's... Actually, fuck it, I'm going to find out. International Women's Day is... The 8th of March. So, unfortunately, International Women's Day fell at a time where we were not recording this podcast and therefore we never got to celebrate you and we apologise for that. We'll do better. We'll make sure that we do it next year. So, 2021, March the 8th. Women, put that in your calendars. What day does that fall on? Um, March the 8th, 2021. I wish you hadn't asked me that. <laughs> they need to know, man. I'm going to guess it's a Wednesday. Let me see. Either way, that week, though. January, maybe March. It's a Thursday. Oh, yeah, so you know, on the ninth, we record. We'll be recording on the ninth. Yeah. So yeah, International Women's Day, March the eighth. International Men's Day, November the twenty nineteenth. November nineteenth. But yeah, um, that's not something that we were uh, ever gonna make a song and dance about. Nah, nobody told me shit. Yeah, it's like I, I just said, I found out. In, I found out in the evening. I just. Worked out and played video games. Yeah. On that note, I found like I was listening to something the other day. Um, it was a, it was another, it was actually another podcast, and it was a bunch of a, a bunch of women. It's a really good podcast actually, but a bunch of women were talking about like, I mean, what was the release of the PlayStation Five recently, and like a lot of people are excited about getting their consoles and stuff. And these women were saying, "How can a man be a good lover if he's like so into video games and stuff?" Ah, oh, that that upset me, man. Because one of them's fine, man. Oh, you heard you heard it as well. Yeah, someone sent me the someone sent me the um, the clip. Right, um, I, I was disappointed to hear that because one of them's fine. Um, it was an interesting. It was an interesting thing to say though, because I'm wondering if a lot of a lot of women on, do man. think like this. That's bullshit. Well, because I play because I'm good at video games, I'm not a good lover. I think it's more the fact I'll that knock your head off your shoulders, <laughs> me. I think it's I think it's more that a lot of women who um a lot of women buy into the stereotype of video gamers just being these sweaty guys that just sit in front of the console all day you can't think like that in 2020 because there's there's big money streamers out there there's yeah. these guys got lambos and mansions and shit there's a lot of prominent playing, women gamers as playing well. video yeah men and women alike yeah like, they got cribs mad endorsement sponsorships designer fucking gamer chairs with their names on it merch all kinds of shit from playing video games man that is a lucrative business have you ever been judged for being like a video gamer like judged in that way i mean for um, playing video games though only jokingly, never like seriously. I think people, because growing up, um, I guess I would fit the description of whatever, whatever. And people that met me or didn't really know me that well never would have thought that that would have been like one of my hobbies. And not only that, that I'm actually relatively good at the games that I put my time into. Um, so they, they didn't think that of me. So it was like a surprise. Okay. I've I, like it's, I've encountered it on more than one occasion 
um, where like people, not even necessarily women all the time, but like people have always been like, oh, you, you still play video games and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, yeah. like, you know, it's, it's shit. Partly it's my therapy, but another thing is like, you can't ever be too old for what you enjoy. I've been playing since I was like, what, three, four, something like that. Um, don't get me wrong, the time that you put in is obviously going to change. Yes, like, I'm absolutely. not playing like hours upon hours every day. You know, like, there's not that many hours. Like, there's only so much hours in a day and things you can do. You've got responsibilities as part of growing up. But yeah, my younger years, absolutely. Like, especially like young, young, like primary school times. Yeah, right. So I, I think I, I, I 100% agree with... Um, if you can binge a series, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off here. If you can binge a series on Netflix, you can't judge somebody for playing video games. Bam, nail on the head. But like at the same time, it is important to be able to separate your like your 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 gaming time and your relationship time. However, oh, yeah, 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 okay. However, yeah, I believe that it, it shouldn't be necessarily boxed into gaming time. It should just simply just be hobbies. right. There you go. It's 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 just simply leisure time. And we always could circle be... back round. Sorry, I cut you off again, man. I got a bad habit of doing that. <laughs> it always comes back round. You should have your own hobbies in a relationship. Right, it's healthy. So I think a lot of the people who are complaining about um, guys who play video games not necessarily being good lovers are people that don't have hobbies themselves. Because I, unless unless that person whoever you fucking with, I cut you off for a third time, you can't cut dicing your shit. You're doing this on purpose now, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like Loki. I was. Um, <laughs> he was a trash lover before you knew he played video games, man. Well, you think if he switches hobbies, he's just gonna become a better lover? That's no. That's he's not gonna fuck you any better because he stopped playing fucking video games and now he fucking day trades. Right. Okay. You know, he, he wants to get into property investment because you, I, I know you feel like it's a security thing. Like he's not making peas from playing games. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's just doing it short, like purely as a hobby. And you're thinking he could be dedicating his time into something else that could be more beneficial for not only him, but you as well. That does, that's not going to make him any better at blowing your back out. If that person is jobless, then okay, fair enough. But if I come home from a long day at work or something and I just want to sit down and play video games, there is not really <laughs> shit you can say for me. Not really shit you can say to me at all. There isn't a damn thing you can say. Like, again, I'm not going to come home from work, sit on the PlayStation for however many hours and then go to bed. Obviously not. But I don't think it's. A, I don't think it correlates. Like, being a video gamer doesn't correlate with any other, like, behaviours within your relationship I don't see what it shouldn't, it shouldn't affect your relationship at all like your nah. hobby time is your hobby time whatever you do in your hobby so long as it's like healthy stimulating in some shape or form yeah like for, it's like I've already said for me gaming is my therapy man like I, I love it it's not shouldn't make you commit any less to your partner I, it's not gonna make you a better or worse lover right there we go and, and yeah, I was, I was disappointed to see that, but you know, it's people's platform. They can say whatever they want. No, it's, um, it's, it's, it's good to hear though. It is good to hear because like, it's sort of, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I never would have guessed that, that, that people think that. No, no, no. I know. A lot of people think that. A lot of people think the same thing about like guys who watch anime too. See, I watch anime every day though. I'm not standing for that shit. Not every day. Like, but 
No, a lot of people Mostly. think a lot of people think the same thing. Even if you don't necessarily like understand the appeal of anime or like anime, that's like that's fair enough. That's your prerogative. But a lot of people seem to think like they they go back to it's like you say you can't think these kind of things in 2020. But a lot of people go back to the old ways of thinking where it's like ah oh, I can't believe you watch anime. You still watch cartoons. Yeah, watch them cartoons. They got some grown content in it. Yeah, there you go. I like I, I've, I've learned some stuff. I've learned some shit from some anime that like grown folk couldn't ever teach me again if you're if you're watching series on netflix four or five hours at a time i don't want to hear nothing however your hobbies manifest is is, is like you. yeah you should you know just do what you do what you do that makes you happy in it and if somebody else is saying that they like they have a problem with whatever makes you happy unless that thing is literally taking over your life you gotta address that that you gotta nip that shit in the bud man because people should not want to stop you being happy at like just because they want they feel like you know you could be dedicating your time elsewhere it is like you say if you're spending 80% of your time gaming and 20% of your time being a partner there's an issue there obviously but as long as you're being sensible with it it should be fine (laughs) I feel like you're setting me up for something why are you laughing nah I'm I'm not setting you up got a question though that sounds like a setup Nah, that's, that's not because I'll answer it as well. Okay. Uh, the question was, do guys care about body hair on women? Whoa. Okay. What's the levels here? <laughs> right. See, so you can we can we can maneuver around this That's a bit. So this is why it's a bit funny. This is where you can. Um, not really. Not not too extreme. Like you better not have no like no way. Some carpet back or something, though. And let's be, uh, let's be hygienic here. Yeah. I don't think you let yourself get like that, but got like a little hair on the arms is cool. Like, I feel with legs, it's a bit different. Mm-hmm. And I feel that even women for them, they'll do things more for themselves anyway. So I feel that they'll, they'll probably feel more comfortable within themselves. And I'm just hypothetical again, I don't know, but they shave their legs anyway or, or, or wax. Anyway, they don't usually, they don't let it get to that point. I don't, I wouldn't be so sure. Okay, but even when they choose to do it, yeah, they'll do it for themselves. Once again, I mean, I'm not going to, I won't dare to speak for women, but once again, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Well, who are they like, doing? They're not going to do it for us. There's, they're more likely to do it for themselves than to do it for man, is what I'm saying. Okay, yes, that's, 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 a, that's, that's, that's a very to valid point. All right, cool. I, I, I know somebody... Um, Oh man, she might hate me for saying this, but I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna name no, drop course. her, so it's perfectly fine. I think. I know someone, for example, and she's got PCOS. Um, that's a polycystic ovary ovary syndrome. And she knows who she knows. You're talking about her immediately. Now I don't know who you are, but nah, because I know a couple of people that have it. But oh, for, okay. Like in th- this particular person, um, she she her leg hair grows quite quite thick. Or quick. Yeah, quite quite quickly quite quickly quite quickly and because she's um oh man i can't narrow it down her skin's white so <laughs> her skin's white so but like because and she's got like she's got black hair so when her hair grows out it's kind of like it's very noticeable, noticeable. Isn't it? yeah, yeah and by and large she won't gen- she generally won't shave her hair that's her that's her that's if she's in a relationship, okay. she might. Okay. 
if she's not, she typically won't bother, and she she'll just bother. always wear like jeans or something to cover it up. Okay. Now, ignoring this person in um in particular, I'm gonna answer the question as to whether I have a problem with it, and I think my answer might surprise you a little. Just uh, so long as just save the bush, man. Make sure you ain't got a hairy ass. No, no fuzzy cheeks and no fucking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a. Yeah. That's like. That's a choking hazard, man. We don't. <laughs> I got no. a big beard. You got. A, you got a. You got a beard too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it, no. It, I'm, it just wouldn't work. Man. I'm with you on that. I'm with you, you on that. Get rid of. It. I need to. I need to see where I'm at. Where I'm navigating through it. Can't. Yeah. No. That's that's perfect. I feel. I feel like that's valid. I'm I feel trying like to get through the lost woods, but yeah. You know what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> <laughs> The Lost Woods. I'm listening to the music, trying to find where the tunnels are. <laughs> the Lost Woods. Listen, nah, I feel, I feel like that's perfectly valid. I feel like if it's, for example, in, in this particular instance here, yeah, where you've got, you, you want someone to go down on you or something like that, if you've got like an abundance of hair, it's, it's not fair on either of you, really. Yeah, come on, man. Don't make me do that. Yeah. Me, like, other, other, other places in the body where you got hair, I'm not really like overly fussed. But for me, because I know I maintain a standard within myself where I don't ever typically have any armpit hair, for example. Okay. Like a swimmer, yeah? Just streamline. That's right. I can't swim. I can swim to save my life. I still I still like to keep trim though. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. I, it's not, it's, for me, I don't feel like it's something that I see as difficult. And therefore, I hold you to that same standard. Okay. That's fair. As my partner. That's all. That's 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 all. I, that's all I'm saying. Like, is it a deal breaker? No. No. Am I gonna check you about it? Probably. I'm just saying. Just make sure your back ain't looking like the the guy that you know cut the the kebab in the in the shop when we got the meat the the kebab meat on the chips. Make sure your, your shit ain't look your arms ain't looking like his and he's got his sleeves rolled up. He probably shouldn't have his arm, his sleeves rolled up if he's serving food like nah, that. He but definitely if you should can, not. if you can tell he's got a hairy back from the top of his neck. Yeah. Come on, man. If you're yeah. like that, then yo. Yeah. Yo. T- typically, I don't know like many women that have got like, the hairy so back either, syndrome. But I'm just but making like, a worst case scenario. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like with that kind of thing, with body hair, it typically only comes. It boils down to really. Um, Legs, vagina, armpits. It literally just boils down to those three places. No, I don't want no hairy cheeks, man. Oh, yeah, that too. Seen to tit. Or, you know, I don't want a moustache. You don't want one of those, man. Uh, it's, you know, it's November and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for you, though. Yeah, yeah. Are you aiming for? Like, you don't want that. No, no, no. Because when you said it, I was like, that's a niche case. And I thought about it. I was like, oh, no, no, that's not, that's not a niche case. Nah. It happens. It happens. Nah, it? Yeah, like, like, wax that, wax that shit off. I'll wax it for you. I'm not going to do that. Why not? Because I don't know how to. I want to fuck up their top lip, man. You can't do with that shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> like peel off that whole layer it's the whole lip <laughs> fuck look like they lip chapped as fuck nah fair 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 nah but like it is, they're not yeah. gonna cancel us for this though so nah nah 100% not. I mean it's their bodies they can do what they want right, right? exactly I'm just saying nah, yeah, I'm not trying to get lost in the woods man it's, 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 it's what the question was do we like body hair and okay if we okay if we um do, we, do, do guys care about body I, hair on girls I, I don't I don't particularly I don't like it if you got like some hair on your arms or whatever, cool, I'm not fond. You know? I'm I'm not fond. Like if you got a little bit of hair on your arms, like it's, it is yeah, what it is, so. isn't it? We're not asking you to get rid of that shit, but like it is like, like you got like hairy knuckles or some shit like that. <laughs> what 
yeah, if you've got like yeah, the, the wolf hands and stuff like that. But if I, I feel like generally speaking, unless it's like a uncontrollable situation, it's not really something that you know. If you lift, if if you lift up your arms outside and in public, and there's like put that shit down, then yeah, <laughs> nah, that's deep. <laughs> Just walk, like, walk with your hands in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, and that's that sounds. I know that sounds like that sounds like kind of really misogynistic. It is, but it is because, like I said, with me, I ninety percent of the year, maybe ninety eight percent of the year, I have no armpit head of, my, of myself I mean, to speak I, of. I got some it's masculine. Nah, I get rid of that nah, shit. I hear that. I get rid of that shit instantly. In fact, I remember the very first time years and years ago. It's probably a bit of an overshare, but I remember the very first time I shaved my pubes, and I must have been about what sixteen. And I can't remember. I think I might have told like a group of my friends that I did it, and they mocked me. Now it's fashionable. See, so you was you was doing okay, and so to started looking at me and talking about it. Or you was doing, <laughs> just face the way you're facing and, and talking the mic <laughs> when you're talking about things like that. It's, it's okay to talk about it. Just don't make eye contact with me my, when you do it. My, my my bad. I was wondering why you were looking so unimpressed as well. I was like, what? What? What, what did I say? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but, no, absolutely not. Like I said, it's a, it's a choking hazard, man. Yeah, yeah. It is a choking hazard. I feel like if I'm being considerate enough to make sure that I haven't got any hair in these places, then you can. the least you can do is, is match my effort. It, it makes me look bigger. Yeah? I wasn't talking to you, man. All right, my bad. <laughs> I, just went off the, I went off the rails here. I'm sorry, man. I, I should never have looked at you. But... That brings me on to like an interesting point though. When it comes to like this kind of thing, it sort of it kind of it kind of goes into the the whole body shaming thing. The whole like now we wasn't shaming anyone just now, just for the we record. weren't we weren't. But like some people construe it as body shaming, especially when I spoke about, for example, um, somebody who's got that condition I mentioned before. And again, if it's if you've got like hormonal imbalances and stuff like that, you know, you you can accommodate for these kind of things. But it's something like you know. I knew about this hormonal imbalance before I met you, so I knew this could potentially be the case. But when it comes to body shaming, yeah, have you ever noticed that women can body shame men? Oh man, oh, we again on this. We but really are in the lost words, ain't we? You don't know which way to turn. This tunnel is dark. It, but the other way around, and it's a big, problem. Yeah, man. Yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? That's a hundred. That's correct. It's it's a lot, you know. And I'm, I always go on about and like applauding the women empowering women and that. But like, <laughs> the guys getting cool with kinds of shit, man. I have to. I have. I'm gonna like say first and foremost. I'm not coming at this this topic at a point like where I think it's not fair. But I'm just saying it's an observation I've made. Let's take, for example, um, Lizzo. Okay, right. A lot of the obvious, a lot of the obvious criticism is ha ha Lizzo's fat, ha ha Lizzo this, Lizzo that, da 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 da. And that time when she was at the basketball game and she had her ass out and stuff like that. That was gross, though. It was. You, I, it was. It, have, no it, one should have their ass out at a basketball game. That's that was exactly no, body, no body shaming yeah, at all. Who you look at? Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have your ass out at a basketball yeah, game. No matter what size, you, no matter what yeah, size you are, okay, it's not okay. acceptable whether you're a size eight or a size eighteen. So, yeah. ignoring that point, if 
if Lizzo posts a, like, posts a picture, for example, like a body confident post or whatever, she's in a bikini or whatever, and people are cussing her like, oh yeah, like you hate women, blah, blah, blah. Like she's beautiful, whatever way she is, like so on and so forth. Yeah. Do you remember a couple of years ago, you probably didn't follow him at the time, but when DJ Khaled was um, on Snapchat trying to lose weight? Vaguely, I do remember. He was getting clowned by everyone. And I feel like it was set up for that though. He's more of like an exhibitionist, isn't it? Yeah, but however, he's probably—I'm sure he was taking it serious, though. He was. Yeah. He, every day I saw him, he was like he was busting his ass, sweating on that treadmill and stuff like that. He was eating really healthy. At some of the meals he was cooking looked magically delicious, but they were all like really healthy, low-fat meals and stuff like that. He was genuinely trying to lose weight, and yeah. the way he's just big-bodied, like so, he's one of those people that's just never going to be able to lose the amount of weight he was planning on losing. Um, but. People like him, for example, he's a target. Right. Right? And I think what the problem here is, comes back to the age-old thing that I've always said when it comes to um, gendered support. Right. So with somebody like Lizzo, um, you've got Lizzo, who's however big she may be, she's a body-confident woman, like she's posting all these pictures, yas, queen, so on and so forth, et cetera, et cetera. I'll say that again. But but the women are saying these kind of things, and the gay men. But like, they're all like. You don't know how they identify. Don't do that. No, no. They, the gay men are saying that. Okay. I'm not saying the straight men aren't. I'm just saying the gay men definitely are. But they're all riding. They're all riding out for her and stuff like that. But generally, the men don't typically pay that any mind. Now you've got DJ Khaled, who is a bigger bodied person he's trying to make um he's trying to um trying to lose weight and stuff like that and then you've got men mocking him but you've also got women mocking him no one's there to defend nobody yeah. is there to defend him um i think that correlates a lot to what i said a long time ago on whatever episode about how social media is it's more it's set up more for females to win it's like a woman's game like you're gonna do a lot. You're gonna prosper a lot more on social media being a female. Um, is this a social media thing or just a general media thing, though? I think social media really blew it up, though, because there's all kinds of lifestyle and like a lot of body positive people came from social media. True. And like a lot of social influencers um, thrive, obviously, on social media. So you can have. Let me use a medical term like you're obese, like your BMI is your your weight is way over uh, way over for your height. So like clinically you'd be obese. Like that's a medical term, right? I'm not mm. trying to shame anybody. Um, you could take a male and a female and they could both start up a social media page um, about being body confident, loving the skin that they're in, living their best life. The female's going to receive way more support than the, than the guy. Yeah, true. Just the way it is. True. But let it not be said that we condone body shaming for men. No, yeah, man, leave that guy alone, man. All women. All women. But it is, it's like you say. Man, I feel... I feel uh, like... The, Especially now. It's a pandemic, man. Come on, man. Yeah. You can look however you want right now. Says the person that's been calling me fat for the past 10 episodes. I, I've never once said that. You've alluded to it. See... 
Man, but now see, you're twisting the narrative to make it fit your thing. <laughs> you should have been a lawyer, the not same, a podcast. The, <laughs> the same people use this one is exactly what you become. I, I'm not fat. I'm starting my I'm starting my burpees tomorrow anyway. I no, actually not tomorrow. I'm working. I'll start on Sunday. There we go. See, spoken to some, spoken like someone who's not gonna do them at all. <laughs> Put them off for check. the next day. Nah, check. Um, I've been I've been in the game long enough to know, man. Quote me on it. I'm I'm starting my exercise again. Like my cardiovascular fitness is not very good anymore, and I just need to get that back into. Uh, I need to get man, back. I into just shape. been eating whatever, man. Basically, because can't really go anywhere or do anything. Just kind of eating. I'm still training when I can. I haven't been training as frequently. I'll be honest. Been kind of the slump the last couple of weeks and kind of eating whatever, just to get by, just to feel good in these times. But you know, it is these times, and we got more important things to worry about than what we look like. True. We've got to survive, man. True. No point looking good and dead. Oh God! Look at that. That's that's, that's philosophical of you. I try. Put me up there with the best of them. <laughs> well, I have a um, a surprise of sorts. Feels like a setup. This one might be a little bit. What do you know about attachment styles? But like an email. <laughs> no, not quite. This is a. Uh, what are attach- adult attachment styles and how do they affect intimate relationships? Now, you may, um, to the people who are listening to this, you may recall a couple of episodes ago where we did a, um, a quiz on personality disorders. And yeah, one, man, I got borderline personality disorder. I got it. I actually have that. <laughs> and one further back where we spoke about um, love languages. Classic episode. Yes. If you ain't listened, go listen to that. Go download it. Yes. That Stream episode, it, share that one. That episode is called um, Now You're Speaking My Language. I believe that's episode 12, if I had to guess. 12 or 10. Yeah. There is is something called attachment languages, or rather attachment styles. Okay. So I have another quiz for you. Oh, okay. All right. But it's like you say, it's it's a little bit of a setup, so I'm going to give you a little bit of a a background. Yeah, I have no idea. For attachment styles, it's like... You know where you open it in the group chat and it automatically saves to the to your gallery. Like, I don't need that. It's a little more complex than that. So attachment theory it says here, if you have noticed a pattern of unhealthy and emotionally challenged challenging behaviours in your love life, oh god, you might benefit from digging deep and exploring the way you attach to people in intimate oh, relationships. It's a therapy session. Here is where attachment therapy comes in handy. Oh, let me light a candle. <laughs> First of all, what are adult attachment styles? And it says here there are four. Anxious, disorganized, avoidant, and secure. I have a quiz. This quiz here says it will take five minutes. Before I read what it. Are the, what are the types entail, though? That's what I was going to say. Okay. That's what I, that's what I was going to get into. So. I, why am I I'm mad nervous now? My <laughs> <laughs> hands are sweating. <laughs> the four types. The first one is anxious slash preoccupied. It says here. The anxious attachment style is also known as preoccupied. Individuals with this attachment style crave relationships, intimacy, and love. For this reason, they might have a hard time being single. People with this attachment style might enjoy dating as it involves of, as it often involves flirting, being seduced, and receiving attention. This type of reassurance and confidence boost is tempting to people with an anxious attachment style. Once dating turns into a relationship, however, 
such individuals start experiencing fear of rejection, jealousy and distress. That was a real Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde there, man. It started off really well and ended up horrible. Anyways, next one is avoidant slash dismissive. It says here, the dismissive or avoidant attachment style is characterized by independence, assertiveness and self-sufficiency. People with this attachment style have no problem being single. On the other hand, they might be very sociable, popular and friendly. Such individuals usually date many people, but lose interest as soon as a sexual partner tries to connect with them on a deeper emotional level. They pursue what they want in a relationship regardless of others' needs. Oh shit, that guy sounds like a villain. Um, the next one is <laughs> disorganized slash fearful avoidant. <laughs> the disorganized attachment style is a contradictory attachment style that alternates between the preoccupied and dismissive styles. People with this attachment style want to be loved and connect with others. Initially, they present themselves as confident, attractive and exciting as if they have life all figured out. Yet their fear of being hurt by someone they trust makes it difficult to bond and open up. Such individuals might have a hard time dating since the process of getting to know and trust every potential partner might be painful, confusing and distressing. Damn. And then the last one is secure. Having a secure attachment style means being comfortable with both proximity and autonomy. These individuals are self-content, but they are also comfortable in relationships. Dating is also not an issue for the securely attached as they tend to be open and straightforward. These people are warm and easy to connect to and thus fancied by others. They feel comfortable approaching and bonding with potential partners. And that's it. All right, all right. Now, I feel like it's only fair to say, do you want to take this quiz? <laughs> Asking for consent here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're here. All right. Let's start the quiz. Here we go. Uh, how old are you? Okay. You know all them details. For some reason, it's asking what country you're from. I don't see how that impacts the test, but whatever. Um, Maybe they just want it for their own statistics. Oh, bloody hell. Okay, okay. This is going to be one of those... Um, okay, it's on a scale of one to seven. But I'm going to read out what it says here. Part one, so I think there's five parts here because it says 20% on the chart. How do you perceive the, the following conditions were met by your parents or caregivers in early childhood? For the following categories, consider your early childhood experience from your earliest childhood memories. On a scale of from one to seven, one being very rarely and seven being very frequently, rate each of your parents or the two most involved caregivers in your childhood in, on the following categories. So... Hold on. One is rare, seven is often, yeah? Yes. Um, first one is mother. Okay, mother or caregiver one. Protection. Kept me safe from danger and threats. I felt safe when I was with them. Three. Wait. One very rarely and seven very frequently. Four. If I keep asking, is it going to go up and up? <laughs> um, attunement. Was emotionally in tune with how I was feeling, could read my emotions and respond in a way that made me feel like they understood how I felt. Two. Soothing and reassurance. Calmed and soothed me effectively when I became distressed, upset or overwhelmed. Five. 
expressed delight, took genuine interest in me and expressed delight in who I was. I felt special and valued by them. Number four, encouragement. Encouraged exploration and discovery helped me find and express my natural interests and talents. Two. <laughs> right. Father or caregiver too. So... <laughs> Sorry, Dad, you better hold these questions ain't the same. They're the same. <laughs> so again, kept me safe from danger and threats. I felt safe when I was with them. Uh, four. Was emotionally in tune with how I was feeling, could read my emotions and respond in a way that made me feel like they understood how I felt. One. Damn. Calmed and soothed me effectively. The when next I ones are all ones. Are you serious? I swear down. Oh, man. Okay. Um. All right, cool. <laughs> the next question um, how do you feel about intimate relationships so again one being strongly disagree and seven being strongly agree okay Re think about how you generally experience close relationships dating or marital right I'm afraid that I will lose my partner's love free I prefer not to be too close to romantic partners. I have one. I prefer not to show a partner how I feel deep down. Uh, one. But I'm quite bad at it, but... I am nervous when partners get too close to me. Not one. When my partner is out of sight, I worry that he or she might become interested in someone else. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, one. I worry a lot about my relationships. Three. It helps to turn to my romantic partner in times of need. Six. I feel comfortable sharing my private thoughts and feelings with my partner. Six. I often wish that my partner's feelings for me were as strong as my feelings for her. Uh, seven I feel like they are though So one I'd say one The opposite Because if you feel like They already are then My romantic partner Makes me doubt myself One It makes me mad That I don't get The affection and support I need from my partner Two I worry That I won't measure up To other people One I filled that out Before you even gave yeah, it I knew, I, knew was, I knew I was going uh, I'm afraid that once a romantic partner gets to know me, he or she won't like who I really am. I play video games and watch anime. So you better be able to deal with that <laughs> shit. Uh, nah, one. I'm always I'm myself wherever I go, man. Respect it. I talk things over with my partner. Yeah, six. When I show my feelings for romantic partners, I'm afraid they will not feel the same about me. Oh, I think everyone's a little afraid. Um... Free, nah, too crazy. I am very comfortable being close to romantic partners. Seven. I often worry that my partner doesn't really love me. <laughs> One. It's not difficult for me to get close to my partner. Seven. I rarely worry about my partner leaving me. Two. Really? Yeah, it's rare. I don't really feel that way. That means strongly, you strongly oh, agree right. then. Yeah, all right, six then. 
I usually discuss my problems and concerns with my partner. Yeah, six. I could say seven, but six. So there's there's some things that I'll just react before I get a chance to. So mm. that's why I'm saying some of them questions could have been seven, but I said six because I would have read. I would have already reacted. I get uncomfortable when a romantic partner wants to be very close. Oh, one. I tell my partner just about everything. Yeah, six. The only reason why I'm not saying seven is because I may have already reacted or I may have already done something prior yeah. to not getting to tell them. So I could say seven, but I'm going to say it six in case of the scenario that I already did something. I find it relatively easy to get close to my partner. Yeah, seven. I don't feel comfortable opening up to romantic partners. Uh, I'm going to say four. Like at the beginning of things. Alright, we're almost at the end. I feel comfortable depending on romantic partners. Uh, seven. I think your level of comfortability is going to depend on the person. Yeah. My partner really understands me and my needs. I mean, I'm single, so it doesn't really... Based on your last relationship. Oh, just hypothetical. I'm going to hypothetically say five. It's easy for me to be affectionate with my partner. I swear some of these questions are repeating. Yes, seven. Sometimes romantic partners change their feelings about me for no apparent reason. Oh, that that does happen. But I mean, without trying to say, you know, oh, you know, girls be crazy. Mm. Um, so I would say two. It's not unheard of. I worry that romantic partners won't care about me as much as I care about them. I'm sure you asked me that already. Um, so my son, I said one. I find it difficult to allow myself to depend on romantic partners. Difficult to depend on. Yes, seven. I don't really like to depend on anybody. Almost there. My partner, all my bleh, my partner only seems to notice me when I'm angry. No, but they they will bring that up. Uh, two. I often worry that my partner will not want to stay with me. Nah, one. My desire to be very close sometimes scares people away. One. I find that my partners don't want to get as close as I would like. One. I do not often worry about being abandoned. Two. I find it easy to depend on romantic partners. These questions are repeating. I find it easy to depend on one. You don't find it easy? Yeah, I don't depend on them. But do you find it easy to? No. Okay. Uh, we have reached the end of the quiz. Okay. Oh, would you look at that? What did I get? What did I get? So, your attachment style is secure. Oh, nice. This has got a report here, I think. Read me my report. Oh, wait, no, you got to email it. I don't oh. want to do that. Because it's just flooding me with spam. I mean, it is, it is an attachment. See, I, see, I wasn't that far off at the start of the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, look where, we, look where we're at now. So, once again, I'm just going to read out the um, secure attachment type mm -hmm. just so we... Um, Met with premonition. 
What the heck? Uh, hold on a second. I want to go back to what it means. You know, it'd be sick, but I don't think neither of us in that space to, for that to happen. If we had our ex answer them questions based off us. Yeah. Like, do you think I, I am one or seven? Yeah, yeah that would actually be really, that would be sick. really interesting. Um, but it says here, I've got it now. Having a secure attachment style means being comfortable with both proximity and autonomy. Which means basically you're happy being in a relationship or happy being on your ones. These individuals are self-content, but they're also comfortable in relationships. Now, there you go. Dating is also not an issue for the securely attached as they tend to be open and straightforward. These people are warm and easy to connect to and thus fancied by others. They feel comfortable approaching and bonding with potential partners. Right. How do you feel about that? That's 10-10, you know. <laughs> hey, this might be the best test yet. <laughs> I was going to say, let me take that again. <laughs> I do this every week. Yeah, so yeah, well, I guess I guess that's that. I mean, I'll be posting them up, you know. Link will be in the description so you can take your attachment test. Yeah. Let me know. I'll post mine on the um I'll post mine on the grand page as well. Your so. boy Shakira. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll post I'll post built right. I'll take my test. I'll post mine on the gram. Um it will come out tomorrow um after the after the podcast is released, so it makes sense. No point yeah. uploading it before the episode comes out. But with that said, it is now very late and we should probably wrap it up for for this week. All uh, right, cool. Uh, unless we've got any prevalent things that we wanted to mention or any any shout outs that we wanted to shout out. Shout out to everybody listening as always. Shout out to the international listeners. Numbers are steady climbing. Please share, share, share. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, man. If you tell two people... And then they tell two people. That's the extra six people that we get listening. Yes. I don't know why I spent time trying to count that. Yes. Yeah, no, 100% spread the word. Like what we can I, do with that. Like we've already said and like we will continue to say, we are grateful to everyone who continues to listen. Everyone who is um, joining us on this on this journey. Like it is a privilege to have you um, have you by our side as we as we go through this. And it's a privilege that you are continuing to give us more things to talk about as well on top of the things that we already have to speak about i did not envision this episode being um over an hour and a half long today but here we are and i love when they get back to us about previous things they said that they they got their own view on things as well like, I, I really do love hearing that yeah but i would like to say for those people who are getting back to me about things i said please double check what i actually said because like, a lot of you have said stuff that i've, I've said and I, I didn't i didn't say that man <laughs> <laughs> I, I i didn't say that so yeah, if you are getting back to me, like um, it is nice to have the conversation about what I did and didn't say. But if you are actually listening, please make sure you um, you uh, you fact check what you say beforehand. But with that said, uh, yeah, shout outs to everybody listening. Shout outs to my friends and family that are continuing to support. Shout out to Ren, as always. You don't have to be here, but you are it's my house. Fam. Where am I gonna be? <laughs> 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 you know what I mean <laughs> you know what I mean though so yeah like shout out to everyone who's contributed um, I feel like next week we should we should um, we should quiz somebody else 
I'm going to call someone up. Oh, that'd be cool. All yeah, right. I'm going to call someone up. That's what I think I'll do next week. Oh, yeah. So stay tuned for that. Um, once again, uh, the the podcast is available on all available DSPs. So Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts from midday tomorrow. Recently, Apple Podcasts has been uploading within the hour. So... No, we have to put them guys in the headlock. Say, hey, yeah. So listen, like, like if they if they do take long, don't forget there isn't anything we can do about that. But our distributor is making sure that they are coming out at a reasonable time. So once again, if it is a bit late, we apologize for that. But there is it's, it's there's, there's circumstances beyond our control. Once we once we give it to the distributor, it's like the post. Once you put the um the envelope in the letterbox, it's entirely down to the postal company when it gets to you. So we do always try to post first class, but sometimes there are postal delays. We'll do our best. So like I've already mentioned, I said that this episode may come out a day late. I'm going to I'm gonna endeavor to try and get this out to you by midday tomorrow. So like we're just going to spend the next hour and a bit editing it. But if it's not Sunday, and I apologize. But until next time we see you, until next time you hear from us, peace and love. Look after yourselves. Eat well, drink well, sleep well. Tell your loved ones you love them. Yeah. Remember, you're worth more than whatever you're getting paid, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That is us for episode 23 of the Lost Words podcast. Peace.